Welcome to the Life Academy Podcast. Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Doug Pratt speaking to you on the Life Academy of First Church Bonita Springs. I will present to you a Christian perspective on the illogical and flawed thinking that is rampant in our time, which I will title, What Were They Thinking? Please hear, first of all, this disclaimer. This is a Christian perspective, not the only one. As in all of my podcasts, I speak for myself, not officially for our church, and I recognize that some other believers may have different perspectives than mine. But I offer these words to you to stimulate your thought and reflection and to open up opportunities for dialogue on the important questions and issues of our times. Humans have the capacity to think logically and consistently, but we don't always do so, even the brightest among us. We have the unfortunate capacity to draw illogical and inconsistent conclusions and to leap to flawed viewpoints and opinions. We are often deluded and blinded into mistakes. It's usually not a lack of access to correct facts and data that leads us astray. We are more likely to be influenced and misled by either A, our own perceived self-interest, or B, the peer pressure and groupthink of the people around us, people whose acceptance we crave and with whom we want to fit in comfortably. Those very human impulses compromise the mental capacities of logic. We make decisions to believe and act in certain ways because we want to, not because our intellect dictates it. The academic discipline of writing history is not just about accurately telling what really happened in the past. In recent years, it has decidedly morphed into reinterpreting the past according to the author's contemporary viewpoints. And this is not unique to our age. Many times in the past, as the cliche goes, history is written by the victors and has had a slant or bias baked into it. Nearly every contemporary historian who offers their opinion on the American southern states pre-1865 is scathing in denouncing the practice of African slavery. The chorus of morally righteous indignation, which I believe is undeniably correct, can be summarized with the question, what were they thinking? Of course, it should be obvious to all unbiased and logical thinkers that people of African heritage are every bit as human as those of European or Asian descent. Of course, it should be obvious that racial slavery was practiced and defended, ultimately by the blood of thousands of gray-clad young Southern men, because of economic self-interest, as slaveholders profited from the labor of those they presumed to own. Of course it is obvious to all students of the Bible today that those professing Christians in the antebellum South, including get regrettably some pastors, who tried to use the Bible to justify their corrupt system, were twisting Scripture. They were going directly contrary to the spirit of Christ's teaching and the New Testament and were blinded by the peer pressure and groupthink of their society. If their consciences ever pricked them, they were likely persuaded to keep silent by the negative consequences that would come to them if they dared to speak against slavery. 
and so we feel, contentedly, our moral superiority in the enlightened America of the 21st century. And at the same time, millions of us have fallen into similar mistakes in other areas of basic human morality and conscience. My confident prediction is that 50 or 100 or 150 years from now, discerning people will look back on our times and say, the way we do about pro-slavery advocates in the South, what were they thinking? Here's the most striking example in my mind. Contemporary American attitudes towards aborting the lives of unborn babies. If opinion pollsters, journalists, and politicians are to be believed, the majority of our citizens allegedly think that ending a pregnancy should be a constitutional right and is morally acceptable up to and even including the birth process. How could people think that who believe and understand the Christian faith and its ethical teaching? Even those who have never embraced Christianity or have even rejected it yet hold a general conviction of the worth and dignity of human life should be able to recognize that the most helpless of all humans are those who haven't yet emerged from the womb. In a time when people cry out for justice and for the defense of people who are victimized, such as by racism or sexual misconduct, how can we not see that infants murdered in the womb are the ultimate victims, never even given a chance to live? The reasons for inconsistent thinking are again being demonstrated. People do not always follow logic and truth. We can be deluded either by our own perception of self-interest or by the peer pressure and groupthink of those around us whose approval we crave. Some individuals, both men and women, support unlimited abortion because they want to be able to enjoy pleasurable sexual activity without consequences. Some employers support unlimited abortion because they think it allows their valued employees to remain productive without the encumbrances of pregnancy, birth, and child raising. Some politicians support unlimited abortion because they think it will help them get elected, thereby gaining or retaining power. Some ideologues have a warped and certainly unbiblical, concept that personal freedom should be completely unrestrained by any absolutes of personal morality. Some medical personnel and staff of abortion-providing facilities have found a lucrative path to prosperity, and nearly all of these contemporary abortion advocates and practitioners would, if asked, condemn the practice of black slavery in the 18th and 19th centuries, without seeing their inconsistency. There will come a time when subsequent generations will shake their heads at the early 21st century and say, what were they thinking? How could they see so clearly the wrongs and injustices committed by others and be so blind to their own comparable actions? Here's one striking example I stumbled upon in the summer of 2022. Bloomberg Businessweek magazine, which is a left-leaning publication reflecting the views of its owner, a secular Jew named Michael Bloomberg, ran an entire issue soon after the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision, lamenting the high cost for American business of the end of Roe v. Wade. 
every one of the arguments the journalists presented for the continuation of essentially unlimited abortion was economic in nature. Readers were warned that some businesses would lose workers they had invested in, and some prominent businesswomen would have their careers interrupted or derailed if an unplanned pregnancy were allowed to continue to birth. The high cost of raising children was tallied, and the financial benefits of population control via abortion were suggested. The writers assumed that nearly all unwanted children were likely to be criminals or have mental health problems. Not a single moral consideration was raised about the right to life of those children, nor was any thought given to the possibility that an aborted child might have grown up to be a genius or a great leader. The only lens through which abortion was considered was money. As I speak to you, the 2022 midterm elections are just a few weeks away. It is alarming to witness certain politicians who have embraced a Faustian bargain. Faust, the character of a classic German novel, was a man who made a deal with the devil. He sold his soul in return for material and worldly success. We are witnessing, I fear, some American politicians making the same tragic mistake, including, ironically, some who profess to be believing Roman Catholics. They have sold their conscience, and perhaps their soul, in an attempt to gain or retain political power by making the abortion of babies their primary campaign promise. We will see within weeks if their desperate attempt gains them temporary success. It cannot possibly be to their ultimate benefit. I have highlighted the issue of the life of unborn children because it is such a graphic and obvious example of the logical inconsistencies of otherwise intelligent modern people. There are others. For example, the social scientists and educators who proclaim that there are a vast number of human genders and that gender is continually fluid are so clearly going against genetic science. Other than the extremely rare case where there may be a birth defect, over 99% of human babies are either born with two X chromosomes or an X and a Y, marking us indelibly as female or male. Will future generations laugh at us for our attempts to deny basic reality and the personal consequences that has caused? My invitation to all who hear these words is to think to think clearly and logically. My invitation is to recognize the ways in which the prevailing opinions of our contemporaries can blind us to the truth. Oh, we may have many facts at our fingertips today, but we do not have an abundance of wisdom. May you and I be willing to swim against the strong currents of groupthink and self-interest. Above all, may we allow the timeless truths of Scripture to be our guide. This is Pastor Doug Pratt for the Life Academy of First Church. Thank you for joining us for this Life Academy episode. We encourage you to subscribe. And if you enjoy our podcast, please share it with your friends and family.